Jake Milney, William Insulation Company. Thank you for joining the program. Before we start off, uh, go ahead and give us a little description of what you guys do and how you're involved in the uh, industry out there. Well, we're uh, primarily, we started out as an industrial insulation company. Um, That's 40 years ago. We've since expanded, uh, do painting, uh, specialty coatings, opened up an asbestos abatement division, um, scaffolding, the list goes on. We uh, try to offer a turnkey option out there for all your specialty trades. Looking at kind of what you do and how you're involved in so many different industries and energy, of course, being one of them, you know, you get kind of got your pulse in a lot of different areas. Uh, I was just re- reading on the news web today that Cheyenne, Wyoming is looking at in- introducing some new setbacks because of some new studies coming out of Colorado. Of course, Colorado has had some uh, pretty public setbacks, etc. I know the w- Wyoming's BLM land is uh, got some new restrictions over the last year as well. Uh, you and I were talking a little bit off a pre-interview about some noise setbacks type thing. Talk to me about that state of affairs with, with the change of things that is happening as far as from your perspective, because you've got your perspective in a lot of different areas, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you know, we kind of get it uh, secondhand, all the information, if we're not being uh, pro- proactive ourselves and looking into these things. Uh, I had a client reach out to us a couple months back that wanted us to insulate a skid and uh, had to meet this uh, this new special regulation for uh, for manufactured, uh, strangely, homes and things of that nature. But because uh, the fabricator fell into the realm where that was required, we started looking out and talking to our vendors that are down there and, have you heard of this? And even they hadn't heard of it. And, and uh Later, we determined that it didn't really apply to us quite as much. Um, but I know that the fabricators, they're, they're having a hard time just, uh, you know, special permits that they're requiring now. If you're so close to uh, certain places, uh, you know, housing and, and uh, things of that nature, that you're held to a new standard. Uh, it, I think it's making it harder for uh, these operators it's definitely making it harder for the vendors to serve them in the way that they have in the past. You know, and I understand what they're going for. They're they're looking out for the community, looking out for the environment. And I, in the long term, I think that's what everyone's looking for as well. And, and it's it's um, it's kind of the the good guy bad guy thing going on down there. And and it's uh, the way that it's gotten so partisan. It's they overlook the fact that. Uh, that the energy sector is is putting in more effort than than all of these people when it comes to uh, taking care of the environment and and uh, being stewards to exactly that. The uh, you guys have talked a lot about uh, flaring in the past on some of the interviews that I've listened to. Um, you know, when that comes to mind, it's Colorado. There is no flaring. Um, you know, I think that's great. And then. You look at uh, West Texas and it's flaring going on everywhere. Talked to a few of the operators down there, and it's just that it's it's that much cheaper. Uh, I'd like to see that 
say that, uh, and it's, I've been saying it for years, that there is a way to make it so that there is no byproducts and that you don't have to flare that. I mean, all the way down to um, the, uh, uh, what is the, the name of that stuff? Uh, paraffin. You know, paraffin, it's, uh, it comes out of your diesel. And I know that the operators have a heck of a time with it down hole and, and plugging stuff up. Um, it, it'd be nice to see that we could uh, go to take all that and, and use it and, and so that there is no waste, there's no flaring and all that. But it takes time, it takes money, and, and we're not going to change these issues overnight. And I, it's about getting in the middle and saying, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to make everyone happy? How are we going to do this to preserve the future ahead, right? And I just think... Well, all the way down to the BLM stuff. Um, me as a hunter, I, uh, I I understand what they're going for. Um, you know, we don't want to see trash out there going across the prairie. We don't want to see oil spills. We don't want to see anything like that. Um, but at the same at the same time, with uh, Wyoming being so heavy into the industrial and, and energy sector, that uh, you know, it's just part of a way of life you, you, I, I'd rather see a Derek out there than uh, uh, many other things and, and it uh, again I, I like to say that we're, uh, we're all working towards getting to there it's just how fast are we going to get there and of what means are we going to do it and, and uh, crippling the industry is not the way to do it um, I believe our governor said something along those lines and, and uh what what exactly was the uh, the new thing down in uh, Cheyenne? I haven't heard about that yet. Five hundred foot setbacks. Uh, anything involved with drilling? It's uh, it's going to meet before some county or city councils down there. Yeah, just this just this morning. Um, I, I wrote it down on my notes. I was going to bring it up to you because obviously I know you guys are pretty involved with the state of Wyoming and and through proxy. Um, Colorado and other areas uh, adjacent states but it's it's more about the movement and more about how uh, it's the increasing narrative against oil and gas that's now starting to impact on a legislative level and you know like one of the things we've done at the crude life is our slogan for 2020 is ready for anything because it's just things are changing so fast and and the game has changed so much and you know there's there's an interesting dynamic dynamic happening and i don't know if this is at the root of it or if this is just something i'm imagining but the average person right now has such a disconnect from energy that they think that energy comes from the light switch that's just a switch. Down, oh, light switch breaks. We'll go downstairs to the power room and, and do the other light switch, the breaker room. It's kind of like what happened to farmers when the grocery store replaced farmers as where the food comes from. And that's, that's the only thing I can think of is a parallel. But uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on that as far as kind of um, how the, the, the narrative has increased and just the disconnection from the average person to energy. Well... Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I've got, uh, a couple of 
my cousins, my family, it's always been uh, real close. We've all, as far as uh, cousins and aunts and uncles, we've all been right here in, in the Casper area for a long time. And I've got a few of them that, oh, it's just all bad. And, uh, one cousin in particular, it's uh, we we do not talk about anything that's going to, you know, politics or anything of that nature because it becomes a heated discussion and, and it's not fighting. I think that we I think we do it pretty well, but just being able to try to explain to her the uh, the way that it works is she's just got her mindset and uh, it's just it's bad, you know and. And I've got another cousin that was kind of the same way, and and then uh, now she she's starting to realize that uh, it's involved in every aspect of her life, and uh, I think that she's she's uh, kind of fallen into the into the more right wing side of things. Um, our uh, our uh, whole family it's kind of spread across the board. We've got left wing, right wing, independents, and and it's funny when we have. Uh, those conversations at the dinner table and uh, just hearing all the different perspectives of it. But I think that she's a prime example of what's going on out there. Uh, and, and myself now having kids and, and seeing what they're learning. Um, it's, it's all the way down to the schools that they're not, they're raised up and, and taught these certain things where they go to school and then they bring it into their classroom and, and it uh, it takes a it takes you got to be able to tell them that at home. Well, this is what's really going on, and I wish it wasn't that way. I think it's uh, oh, there's a a guy down in Colorado, um, Luke Coates, you know, uh, Energy Strong. He uh, he his son went on a and tried to he went on a debate a while back. I was reading, and uh, it's. It all started from what his teacher was teaching him in school, and he uh, he got scolded a little in school because he stood up and said, "No, you know, my dad is in this industry, and, and he's with Energy Strong, and this is what I know." Well, that didn't work out <clears throat> very well, and he ended up going uh, and debating some people at, out in public, and I, I think that's awesome. It'd be nice to see that more of our parents would get our kids involved and. and make them understand that this is this is what's going on and and you know all the way down to uh electric cars you know it's great it's a great idea but when you think about the impact of everything it's going to take a probably a coal-fired power plant to, to power that car and uh you know they don't think about where do where does all these parts for this car come from you know 90 percent of that car was created from energy whether it be uh whether it be uh, the chemicals that come from the industry, whether it be you know all the way down to the uh, uh, you know the whole thing is is created from this oil and gas industry, and then you look at the batteries that they're getting and and the uh, the means of getting that stuff out of the ground and what the uh, I'm sure you've seen a couple of the memes on Facebook or LinkedIn of oh here here's your uh, average uh, oil and gas uh, location compared to the, here's the mine where your car's battery came out of it. and it's if they could realize that that's what the impact of things are then, then they might think a little differently but we're not going to start driving bikes or or uh, anything like that and until they can create a, a solar powered car that uh, 
doesn't have to have all those extra things. And I, this is the way it's going to be. I don't think it's going anywhere, and at least not not in the next couple generations. That's for sure. And it's all it takes is uh, education. We've got to be able to to uh, make sure that these kids are are being taught the right things and and make sure that the uh, the agenda is not being pushed on them while their minds are still being molded and you know, let them form their own opinion. Uh, that's my biggest thing. I, I think kids are the most honest out there, but they've got to be able to uh, form their own opinion. Otherwise, we'll all just uh, fall into one category, and, and that's not good for anyone. We want diversity. 2020, uh, I've gone on record saying 2020 is going to be the oil and gas industry's most important year probably in its history from the environmental movement from the political elections to the new regulations coming in there's a lot of examples that i can argue that debate point on uh i'd just like to know your thoughts on my statement that 2020 is is going to be this big important year for the oil and gas industry agree disagree you know just opinion on it I agree. Um, you know, I've heard everyone, it, it, there's been a bit of a pullback lately, and everyone's saying, oh, well, everyone's waiting on the election, or whatever it might be. And, uh, and I keep reminding everyone, well, hold on, it's it's also that time of year. You know, there's uh, they're, they're going to slow down right now. And uh, let's wait till February. I bet it's going to, they're going to start building again. You know, they're I think that there's two ways that they're looking at it as far as uh, operators. It's uh, do we go ahead and spend the money as quickly as we can in regards to waiting for the election and seeing where that's going to go? and uh, Or do we wait and, and see who gets elected and then save all that capital and spend it then? And, you know, double what we're, our construction and production thoughts are for, for the future. Uh, I think it is, is going to be very important. Um, I mean, look at, uh, you know, I hate to get into the political side of things, but, you know, I, I like to watch both sides, um, and watching the democratic debate a while back, I see Joe Biden say, well, I'm going to, if you're, are you, what was the question? If it means that you're going to get rid of tens of thousands of jobs, or are you going to go with an immediate go green agenda? And he said, Absolutely. Uh, the next day, he started rolling it back, and I think he realized, oh, that's that's a huge base that I am just pushing away. And uh, but in all actuality, we know that that's uh, if they're a far left wing and they don't have the understanding of what the uh, industry does as far as uh, environmental awareness and and uh, research and and all the money we push into these. Uh, all these different organizations and tr just trying to learn and, and save for the future, then, uh, you know, you get rid of those industries. Now all that money's gone and, and their, uh, green agenda is, is uh, probably gone with it unless they're going to get, uh, big people like, you know, George Soros and others that, uh, are also pushing the agenda. Then, you know, that's the only place you're going to have the money, but you're going to lose it. I think 2020 is going to be important. Um, I think the, I think that people are uh, reading into it a little too much at this point. I, th I think that in uh, the first quarter is really going to be the telltale. If, if everything's still moving the same direction as it is now, then, uh, yeah, I'd agree. They're probably waiting for an election to see what's going to happen. But uh, I think.
wait and see. It's it's very difficult to say you can't be political because, and this is something that you know we we were a non political show for three years. You know we did that on purpose because it got so political out there. We wanted to have a place where that you know, people could talk and not you know get political political etc. But uh, over the last year, I've increasingly, in fact, I spoke about it in Gillette um, this past summer. And this past summer, it was only two presidential candidates. Now it's like a half a dozen or more presidential candidates trying to ban the industry. So it's, it's impossible to not get political now because you've got presidential candidates that have made it industry by saying, we're going to ban an industry. We're, I mean, just unbel- I've never seen anything like it before. We're going to ban an industry. And yeah, it's, that's, it's crazy. that's reckless. Well, and then, you know, they're... Uh, it is, and, and that's it. And, you know, trying to stay neutral, I guess I should say, in the business place is, is, is it's difficult, especially when you have your own opinions. And, and uh, I've seen it on our job sites before where you know, guys are, are working along, but they're having that conversation. And, and uh, it's, uh, I just had a conversation with a guy one time that when I was out helping on a job and well, no, no, I don't like Trump. And uh, he was a Hispanic fella, and it, it, that was his issue because of, you know, I've got family here, and it's like, you know, I, I, if your family's been here forever, I, I love it. Let's let them stay. I agree, but uh, let's look at all the other things aside from the immigration th- thoughts. You know, do you want to lose your job? Well, no. Why would I lose my job? Well, because we we lose these industries, then. I'm sorry, we're going to have to lay you off until we, because we're going to have to start looking at different ways to make money. And uh, there's only so many, uh, you know, biofuel companies and, and only so many breweries and and, and uh, general mills plants that we can go work in, and, and they don't have near the work that uh, the oil and gas gives us or uh, the uh, power plants for that nature. And it, it was funny when he, when he really thought about it, he, he, changed his mind a bit um you know the i think that uh, the other thing as far as a political standpoint for those that are running is uh, it just seems crazy to me that they say we're going to ban this and then well it's kind of like the, the whole thing where with isis right we pull out and then isis moves in well let's now let's ban oil and gas so now uh, Russia and everyone else is going to start doubling their p- production and because now we're out of the market and there's still that need for the for the commodity and it, someone's going to fill that void, right? And the question is who? So with the current path we're on with the exporting and, and uh, just all the innovation that's going on, especially around the, all the, the coastal areas when you know, gearing up for these, these new uh, exports and it, it's just how you could roll back all the production that you've made is beyond me, and I, th- I think it's a losing uh, a losing battle right there. I, I don't think anyone that's going to say that is really going to win, and, and that's why when everyone says, "Oh, I'm, they're worried about uh, whether or not uh, Trump's going to get back in," I, I think it's hands down. I, I don't think that they're uh, with the current platform of the Democratic Party and who they have in there. No, I, I'm not worried about it. Donald Trump's going to be our president in 2020 and, and years to come. 
Any final thoughts as we wrap up here, as we look at 2020, either what you guys have poised for next year or anything we missed, anything you want to reiterate? The floor is yours, sir. Well, I, you know, we've, uh, we've got a lot of plans, um, looking at uh, making a lot of changes, uh, good changes, looking at keeping the good things. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I'd like to just say that as far as uh, going into the future, I, I think that we all need to keep our, our stay buoyant and uh, think about the, you got to consider the other people's argument. I think that uh, there is changes that need to be made. And like I said at the beginning, and there there is a way for us to make this industry cleaner, even though we are doing the best we can now. There's ways to innovate and make things better. Um, and, you know, the I think uh, I think as long as everyone just stays with the the safety first and environment first uh, agenda, then uh, I don't think there's much to worry about. Um, as far as us, you know, we're uh, like I said, we're we're looking at making a lot of changes, expanding, um, trying to figure out which plays we want to be in. You know, because it's a uh, it's a changing every day, and uh, you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of change going on, and it changes every day. So I think uh, stay patient and uh, keep your eyes on the horizon. 